Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie, not Mr. Davis, just plain Ollie. One word, like Madonna. I no longer have a last name, and I'm joined by the man with all the names. He's got four different words in his intro. Lukewarm Luke Owen. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. Um, are we still sticking with the lukewarm thing? Now that I you're think no it's... longer Mr. Davis? Genuinely, I was in the shower yesterday and, you know, shower thoughts. And I just thought, well, the, the, the shower, I was trying to make it cold, but it wouldn't go beyond lukewarm. And I thought, <laughs> <laughs> lukewarm, Luke Owen. Genu- <laughs> genuinely, genuinely chuckled to myself. Yeah, I yeah. think it's such a good pun. Why not keep it around? Yeah, Unless I mean, you don't want to be like lukewarm. It. Hey, no, it's fine. I think the name bar that um that Richard producer Rich has now put forward for us has actually just removed it to just be Luke Owen. But you know, people still call me Luke Warman. I think it's fine. I'm Grand Gem Champion at the moment on my Twitter profile because I've won all the belts now. I'm the only to, only member of the WrestleTalk team, uh, even in the WrestleTalk expanded universe, to win all of the belts. But that that's been the case for a while. No, 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 no because I've won things like I I've only recently won board game championship. So oh, means, we're counting that one. And that means now I'm a Grand Jam champion. Um, what about whereas... Wrestle League? Have you won that? I have won Wrestle League, yeah. I'm actually a two-time oh. Wrestle League winner. Wow. I know, Would you right? look at that? <laughs> what a illustrious history. I might merge them all. You know, like how New Japan successfully did with their titles? <laughs> Give it a nice new refresh, make it look like a Cody Rhodes. Make it look like a different Cody Rhodes tattoo. Mm, yeah, I saw what they did and I thought that is a really good idea for consolidation. New Japan, the Carol Vorderman of wrestling belts. She th- th- that, was a, that was a weird reference. Didn't she used to have an advert where you would consolidate all of your loans into one easy to pay off loan? 
I'm sure I'm sure she was part of an advertising campaign. I don't think it was her product, though. No, no, no. It wasn't her. No, she was the face. <laughs> he was definitely the face of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, actually, funny enough, because we're talking about Carol Vorderman when my parents were around recently because she was a guest judge on a Great British Menu this year mm. because she's a mathematician. And like the theme of um, Great British Menu this year was science and innovation in Britain. And she was on there. And my dad was very upset uh, at this because Carol Vorderman used to be my dad's bit of totty. That was like his fancy lady. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, he was like, she's had too much work done now. And uh, she's no longer my fancy lady. There's a really good Bill Burr line where he said, do you want to look like a 45-year-old woman or a 28-year-old lizard? <laughs> and that's... <laughs> That tends to be the the expression this way. No matter, and you know, like the people who've had it done, they've got all the money in the world, and the mm. best they can get. This is coming from a man who recently had a cosmetic procedure, by the way. The best they can get is to look like that. Well, I mean, it, they, we're watching um, the Friends. Uh, I was going to say Friends reunited thing. Then the Friends reunion. And mm. they were like, and I think like Celebrity Gogglebox did like a, a, you know, they were watching as well and reacting to it. And they were like, wow, Jennifer Aniston, you know, looks the, the best of the lot. And, you know, they were just like, yeah, but she's also the one who's had the most money to make sure that she looks the best out of a lot of them. First off, Joey looks the best. Dad bod. Secondly, dad big dad energy from yes. Matt LeBlanc. Doesn't it show that you don't need like the the looks of youth? You just need a friendly smile. Mm -hmm. And, th and that, you know, that's what women don't realize that if they just yeah. smiled a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm being facetious. Um, yeah, but no, I thought that, no, not, no, <laughs> I think, you know, I do not want to rank people by their attractiveness or looks. I think that's a general you're going to. bad thing to do. I think everyone did after that friends reunion. Because there's so many before clips. The whole show is a before and after format. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, everyone. Me, me and my lady partner had this chat. People I've spoken to, they said, oh, but who do you think looks the best? If they had that chat on this morning, the nationally. Yeah, yeah. And Matthew Wright was like, who ate all the pies in reference to Joey? Oh, like, get out hell? of here, Matthew I know. Wright. That's a bit what? much. That's an outrageous what I'm saying. thing to say is people by and large are horrible me included and we're all going to have this conversation and we all hate ourselves for having the conversation but yes i think phoebe is the most she has aged the best if strong we are disagree. gonna have the conversation <laughs> strong disagree i do think it's jennifer aniston ah uh, yeah but peds yeah yeah performance enhancing drugs you know, oh, if if, if this was a bodybuilder competition, I'm talking clean. And I think <laughs> I think Phoebe's turned out the best here. Well, on that bombshell, um, you may have noticed actually if you're watching the video version of this that um Ollie is wearing a <laughs> uh like a neckerchief by the looks oh, yeah. of things. It's yeah, it's like a little ice pack because you are not dealing well with this heat. I thought it would look worse. I think it looks like a bit of a jaunty Sailor's, sailor's neck, yeah, neckerchief. Well, I, like I was going to say because you because you're wearing a white t-shirt and it's blue, and you've got red on you as well. It is a bit stay puffed. 
you see that everywhere. Other people see the <laughs> French flag or the Union flag. Yeah. Or the not, Union, not, red, white, and blue. Me and Cody, United not States. Union Jack. No, we've been through this. We're not at sea. <laughs> We should probably say thank you to our YouTube members because you can watch. If you're, if you're listening on the audio podcast right now, you can watch us have this chat. Previously, never before seen stuff. If you, if you become a member of the WrestleTalk podcast channel, you can watch the video clips of these. I've always thought as well that these chats that you and I have, these very informal chats, are just not worthy of putting out as a video at all. Um, I'm very curious to see if people kind of describe because I've had feedback before. People being like, oh, the Patreon podcast that you put up, Wrestle Talk Extra. I'd love a video version of that. And I'm like, I mean, you really don't. It's just me and Ollie in PJs, <laughs> like having cups of tea. And that one time I did it topless because I was too hot <laughs> in my flat. But maybe that's it's an OnlyFans perk. Yeah, I, yeah. I I would have I would have once agreed, but I cannot believe this. I do kind of half watch Joe Rogan's Spotify podcasts. Oh, you're that guy. It, no, I, it's happening. Anecdotally, it's happening. Six, seven months after it happened, I was like, ah, whatever. And I couldn't find the new Joe Rogan episodes. And I was on my I don't know podcast addict, whatever it was, uh, my app, and. I think was it Undertaker? No, that was last year. There was a big guest recently, and I was like, "Oh, I should listen to that," but I could only listen to it on Spotify. I was like, "Ah, the podcast functionality is not that bad." Moved everything over, apart from Wrestling Observer Radio because it's paid for, and you can't do that on Spotify yet. And yeah, now I I've fully migrated to Spotify. That's where I listen to all my podcasts and the video version of Joe and whoever the guest is plays, and I'll I'll just watch that in the background. It's worked. Well, I know, but like, I podcast for me is like I'm walking around the house. I am I'm on mm. a walk to the shops or something, or I'm driving somewhere. So I can't imagine watching a, a video version of such a long podcast. It gives you options though, because you can still do that. You know, you can just like close the screen, don't watch it, just listen to it. But hey, what if you're having lunch? Oh. You can watch it then. I mean, do you know what I was about to say? I mean, who who would do that? Obviously, I know that people do that with our show, but like my wife and I, when it's available, do watch Blood on the Clock Tower on mm. our lunch breaks when a new episode goes out, when No Rolls Bard play Blood on the Clock Tower. She is, by the way, so excited to watch the next episode. So, so excited. And I am beyond excited to watch it back. Yeah, because as a tease, <laughs> everybody, me and Luke were cast as evil twins. Oh, yeah. We, bo and... we both knew everything about each other, but only one of us was evil. Yeah, And we and had to convince spoilers. the rest of the group. I'm just going to give spoilers, but this doesn't give anything away. Laurie is super mad about the episode. He <laughs> is so grumpy about it. He, I think he's still annoyed. We recorded oh, that oh, no, last oh, Friday. 100% he's still annoyed. Yeah. He'll be actually even more annoyed when he gets to watch it back. That'll actually only anger him more. It'll be interesting because, you know, Laurie's reaction, I think we're going to see a very similar reaction from a lot of fans in the comments because it's a, it's a divisive episode, but it's new. <laughs> and sometimes new is good. Just look mm. at Piper Nevin. Segway, because we have got... <laughs> Who? Uh, to dive in. Who's Piper Niven? 
You mean Eva Marie's friend? Do drop. We've got to dive into today's episode. Uh, Here is the show. Who is that? Who who was that just now with Eva Marie? Eva Marie came back, everybody, and she was with someone. I'd never seen her before in my life. This completely fresh, never-before-seen WWE star is just squashing Naya. How exciting. Who is she? I'm Ollie. I'm joined by Lukewarm Luke Owen. This is the Monday Night Raw review podcast. Please give us a subscribe. Press that thumbs up button. We've got loads of content this week. It's a hell in a cell go home week. Wouldn't you believe it? Also, get in your su- ultra chats. And he did the old gimmick to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We were going to only read out five dollar and above ones, but we, we wanted all the all the chats to appear on screen. That's not working. So this is your announcement. We'll do that from next week. But for everyone's ultra chats get read out today, but from next week. It'll be only $5 and above, but everyone's all appear on the screen. But yes, after four or five weeks of she's coming teases and Corey Graves, like coming back to him going, coming in, coming in, commentary. Yes. Uh, Some sort of mad tantric exercise. Eva Marie turned up. I don't, you know, I didn't think she'd be here. I thought we'd get a little trolling promo. But no, she came out yeah. for a match so they, against Naomi, which she won. Yeah, so they announced this on social media uh, like a few hours before the show. Eva Marie is wrestling tonight and she's facing Naomi. And uh, yeah, it got uh, got the reaction that they wanted, which was a lot of people going like, boo, hiss, no, boo, Eva Marie, boo, push Naomi, boo, and this, that, and the other. Um, and what we instead got was Naomi made her entrance and then Eva Marie came out, and she was accompanied by a mystery partner. This woman we've never seen before. I don't know who uh, she is. No idea. Absolutely zero clue who this person is. The commentary had no idea who she was. Absolutely but, no. So not not only that, they they didn't even see her. So like Eva Marie and this person walk out on stage, and the commentary team like, oh, it's Eva Marie, and. It took for them to get halfway down the ramp until they're like, oh my God, they've got a, she's got a person with her. There's another one. So Eva Marie comes down with this mystery woman. This mystery woman gets into the ring and she actually wrestles the match instead. And this mystery woman, despite the fact that we've never seen her before, never heard of anything about her before, looks like she's been wrestling for a good 12 to 15 mm. years and has got a lot of like veteran instincts behind her. She looks tremendous and she quickly pins Naomi. And then after the match, Eva Marie grabbed the microphone and said, and your winner Eva Marie and this mystery woman celebrated alongside her and they both walked up the ramp together all smiles now you and I have slightly different opinions on this I believe yeah it's a good little gimmick it's uh you know it's a fun way to get Eva Marie heat 
because she is obviously not partaking in these matches. It's very similar to her gimmick before she left WWE, which, which was also really good, where she'd have a big, long VO saying, oh, you know, Eva Marie, she's a fitness model, blah, 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 blah. But she's stuck in traffic and she can't wrestle tonight. Or there's a, She always found a way to get out of the match. And if this is a way for her to essentially be a manager and... Um, so we, we can drop the thing now. It's Piper Niven from NXT UK, someone that we've been for a drink with. It, but but it's not, though. It is not Piper Niven from NXT UK. No, no, no. Piper Niven is playing this never-before-seen character that the commentators have never... You know, it's the same freaking company. That That was a bit insulting of intelligence, but it's WWE. We've been there before with the main roster. But overall, I just thought the while the gimmick's got potential... Um, and it's nowhere near as bad as I thought it would be. It is also a bit like, you know, I, th- I think we all know what they're playing with here. And M- Mia Yim, uh, let me get this tweet up. Mia Yim said, because she noticed some body shaming on Twitter, was like, the, the body shaming is disgusting. Yell behind the screens. So Thunderdome people, us. It costs nothing to be kind. And, you know, she's rightfully calling people out for body shaming in this segment here. But I totally believe that is what WWE are kind of going to lean into. So I, I, I struggle to get excited about this because it's, I, I think we're all aware of the storyline they're going for here. Cards on the table. This was the second best thing on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm real into this, man. Like, I, I really like Viper. I think Viper is a great, great talent. I... I, I have said since day one, despite the fact people keep telling me I was wrong, Eva Marie's a heel. I kept saying, I was like, all those video packages, I was like, she's a heel. That is 100% a heel character. And you and a lot of other people was like, no, no, no. WWE thinks that she's the baby face. I'm like, no, she's That's 100%. what was reported. Blame Dave Meltzer. That's she his fault. She is 100% a heel in this. And now her gimmick is she is a delusional um, influencer. And Viper has unfortunately, or like it's not Viper, it's not Piper Niven, it is a new character that Viper is playing, has fallen under this spell. And Eva Marie is going to manipulate this all the way, I think, to winning the title. So Eva Marie is the Raw Women's Champion without ever wrestling a match. So Viper is going to win the belt, and Eva Marie will announce herself as the Raw Women's Champion. A lot, a bit like DiBiase buying the belt off Andre, and they're going to go with that gimmick. And I think that that gimmick, sorry, I keep hitting my mic stand, I think that gimmick has got big, big legs. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, just, I just don't think they, I think they'll get bored of this. I think oh, yeah. the, as soon as Eva Marie is way uh, away from Piper Niven or Viper as we know her, that, that push is going to get stopped. Just like how you can see in this segment, Naomi, she, she doesn't got Alana anymore. Not like that tag team was doing anything. When she came back last year, we we're all excited, hopeful. Well, hey, Naomi, she's going to get a push. No, these things don't happen. Ah, it's different now, though. This is Eva Marie. And Eva Marie is someone that they like. So Viper isn't getting a push here. So like Viper isn't getting a three-week push. 
Eva Marie is getting a long-standing push. That is what's going to keep Viper on TV here, playing this new character. Also, what a brilliant choice of uh, wrestlers to put into this role, because let's be honest, no one watches NXT UK. I know that there are some people <laughs> being like, how can the commentary not know? Dude, 1% of this raw audience will know who Viper is. 1% of this audience will know that that was Piper. Well, but but, that, but so the, the, uh, the, the argument is the commentary team go, oh my God, it's... It's so-and-so from NXT it, UK. She's, They're meant she's to add not, value to the product. She's not from NXT UK. She's a new character. It's like when Kane debuted, mm -hmm. you didn't have someone go like, hang on, isn't that that dentist lad? No, because it's a new character. In the same way that Nikki Cross, I don't think, is the same character that was tagging with Alexa Bliss. And is definitely not the same character that was Insanity. Like, it's a new character now. So she's playing this new character, reportedly, according to Sean Rossap. Her new gimmick, her new gimmick name is Dewdrop, or Dewdrop, however you want to uh, say the word Dew, M Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew. And that's going to be her I think new it thing. sounds like a Pokemon. Dewdrop? Oh, 100%. Dewdrop. I mean, yeah, Dewdrop. I mean, I did, <laughs> I did say, so when Pete told me that, I was like, oh, that is remarkably terrible. That is a real, mm. real bad wrestler's name. So... It's, I, I think it's totally fine that the commentators didn't know who she was because you're not supposed to know who she was. And I would, I'd put good money down, Louis Dangor, good money down. The vast, majority, money. the vast majority of the raw audience has no idea who Viper is because they uh, don't watch NXT UK. We're saying the same thing. My argument will be put over that product. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
This episode of the WrestleTalk podcast is brought to you by the good folk over at manscaped.com. One of the most painful things in life for us blokey blokes is pulling our hair out of our nose with tweezers. No joke, I did it the other night while watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, though I did it with my fingers because I'm a man and I really wish I hadn't because it really hurt. And then I felt sad and I was unable to enjoy Willow's traumatic journey to becoming Dark Willow. Oh God, you're an idiot. I am? Because you should have used Manscaped's Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Trimmer. A trimmer they've spent over a year developing, reinventing the traditional nose trimmer into something way more effective. A 9,000 RPM motor, 360 degree rotary dual blade system, contoured 23 degree angle, water resistant tech, and a lithium iron battery that lasts so long, I've had mine for six months and have yet to charge it. So start off your 2021 right by upgrading your Manscaped routine to include the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Trimmer and you can get 20% off with free international shipping by using our promo code WTTV at manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com with the promo code WTTV to get 20% off and free international shipping. Thanks, Manscaped, for making me a better man. And thanks for letting me enjoy Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Let's see what you guys think on the Ultra Chats, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them. But next week, it's only $5 and above, people. Give us that money, the good money. Sam Mort says, she's only been on TV for five minutes, and I'm already confused about Jewplop, or whatever they call <laughs> Piper's character. She charged to the ring and dominated, then looked surprised and acted like a child. Let's see where it goes, I guess. On the plus ah, side... No, 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 oh, yeah, you read. Sorry. On the plus side, this is uh, the best use of Eva that... And your idea of the Divas title. Kofi MVP is intriguing. Orton looks like he's having fun. And nope, that's all I've got. How long before Cross and Niven are a goofy tag team? I would absolutely love uh, Cross and Niven to be a goofy tag team because they're so great together, right? Like, and they're, they're best friends in real life. So that would be a wonderful start uh, on no, their screen. It would be terrible. Right, so they're in a- they're in, a tag team division. They're in a tag team division that no one could possibly care about. The character kind of works, though. This is a character that went in there and didn't know that she was going to win, but she's won because she thinks it's because of Eva's guidance as to why she won, not realizing that she won because she's a dominant force. There's a good character in that. You want to all that her? What? Oh, what a great comparison. Absolutely. And then afterwards, she is going to make the realization that, hey, hang on a minute. Hang on a sec. I'm being manipulated. I'm being used here. Maybe I'm the person who should be winning the championship. Maybe I should be the champion. But it would be better if she was wearing glasses. And then oh, at yeah. one point she could take the glasses off. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> you look so much better. Uh, Darren Lloyd says, how long before Piper Niven becomes Damien Priest? Along the first story, as soon as it ends, they just vanish. Nice to Where's see uh, Damien Priest riding that bad bunny momentum on this episode. Ah. Anthony Velasquez, happy for Piper Niven, but why does commentary have to act like they have no clue who she is? It makes them look like idiots. Also, I hope they don't take this story where people think they will take it between Niven and Eva Marie. Well, let's hope. But I mean, they're going Achieving. to. They're, they're literally yeah. going to. 
The Chiefen. As someone who watches Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, I'm not surprised how WWE treated Piper's debut by not naming her. NXT UK has the best wrestling weekly in WWE and consistently gets overlooked by fans, which is a shame. And from this company, however, no one watches NXT UK. Emma Bon. I was totally marking out when Viper came out. Shame about the rest of the show. My fingers are crossed they don't treat her like the girl in those vignettes with Sunny. What was. Ooh, that's a while ones. back. While, while back, we're talking there. Uh, I'm not. I'm. If, I'm actually struggling to remember myself. Producer Rich will be able to tell us in the uh, in the private chats. Danielle Cooper. Ah, I can't take it anymore after ruining Piper. I'm done. Jeff Mancini. No Eva Marie. Boo Burns. Boo Burns. Viper though. Yes, please. Matt Shaw. I love Piper Nevin. She's great. You just know that a few weeks down the line, Eva will turn on her. They'll have a few three-minute matches on Raw, and they won't have evolved Niven's character, so creative will have no place for her. Truly hope I'm wrong. Matt, that's the best-case scenario. Yeah. James Hanley. I told my wife about the Dewdrop name, and she started saying it like Shivoni says, it's Sting. <laughs> it's Dewdrop! So I took her idea and applied it to others, and it's fun. JR's would be Jewdrop, Jewdrop, Jewdrop. Cole's vintage Jewdrop. Not very good impressions. Oh, no, I thought those were pretty flawless, to be honest. Oh, cheers, man. And finally, for now, Homer Star Fan 13. What is the point of NXT if they bring up a wrestler and then immediately change anything you know and loved about them so that they become unrecognizable? Yes. Uh, because not as many people watch those shows. So you essentially would go up to the main roster and you have a blank slate. Uh, for them so you can change characters and it's much easier to do with someone from nxt uk because there's even less people watching that than there are watching nxt but but i i, I know i know you're arguing ww you're pritcharding this i'm, I'm totally pritcharding the, this just just to, oh, just right, to get a, across sorry. to people lastly they were talking about bertha uh, bertha faye with regards right. to the sunny thing they've even got like the the bertha um thing like the, the the hairstyle go on just to get across that this isn't what we actually think what they should do with developmental is not just develop the wrestlers into a more WWE TV production way of wrestling, but also work on the gimmicks. And you 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 hold those gimmicks preciously and you test those out. So those those gimmicks debut on the main roster fully formed with a incremental fan base to help lead the mainstream fan base. You don't just bring them up and undo all that great character work. And pretend whoa, it didn't whoa, exist. Whoa. It's incredibly it frustrating so, and intellectually so insulting. Well. It, it works so well with it. Rhea Ripley. It works perfectly with Rhea Ripley. They don't they were doing anything like they did on NXT. And look how over she is. Stop it, Luke. She's the most unlikable person on the roster. <laughs> she is awful. So, this episode of Raw, <coughs> uh, it opens up where we left off, that terrible cliffhanger last week where Shayna Baszler was locked in a room and assaulted by a puppet, Lily, wasn't she? Because, was because she the assaulted? show, Well, she punched a mirror and then the lights cut out and then Shayna screamed. Mm -hmm. So she Lily attacked her in the dark. Could just be scared of the dark. Why not? Why not? Uh, destroy Shayna's character even more. So the show started An another, on Alexa Bliss. Another classic example of ignoring an NXT gimmick and repackaging them to be something so much better on the main roster. Shayna Baszler. 
the show started on Bliss's playground segment. She's doing a recap of all that stuff, and you know, she's also saying new bits. And she is interrupted by Nia Jax, who is actively not trying. Oh, <laughs> I could, because we've we've seen Nia act, and she yeah, yeah. is quite fun. Like, there's a lot of things you can say about Nia. Personally, I I actually like her character work. That the ring stuff is you know sketchy, but I like the way she performs her character. This was her not giving a crap. Oh, yeah. Like, you know how we were looking at Randy Orton during the Fiend feud, where we're like, Randy's not into this whatsoever. And you can see that, like, as clear as day, because look how he is now in this Matt Riddle feud that he clearly does care about, compared to the stuff he was doing with Alexa Bliss, right? And... Consistent thing here. (laughs) People don't want to feud with the Fiend. I know! And so, like, Nia Jax just walks up as like, Alexa, what are you doing? We used to be friends. I'm basically just reading it off her hands. We used to be friends. Why are you like this anymore? And I'm like, were you friends? The last time you were in a tag team together, you were feuding over the title because she was manipulating you. And that was our last fat shaming storyline in WWE, (laughs) if you're keeping count. Uh, Yeah, so in, in all this... The most annoying part, Naya just and I can't believe I'm getting worked up by such a ridiculous storyline. Naya said, Shayna wants you at Helena Cell this Sunday. No update on Shayna. No, no reason why she's missing from this episode, why she couldn't give the reason herself. I was just like, okay, well, you're keeping her off TV to sell it, but it's it's also not selling it. So I fully expect we are gonna get a cinematic match. Helena Cell oh, between you reckon? Maybe I mean, not a cinematic match, but definitely yeah. some hokey pokey pre-produced. Well, I, I think, I mean, we're, you know, spoilers for later on in the show, because in this, they also announced it's going to be Alexa versus Nia Jax on Raw. And spoilers for that match, uh, Alexa Bliss has now possessed the body of Reginald. So I think that Reginald is going to be the one who is going to cost Shayna the match. I missed that. Uh, okay, the, the go-home show opened. This is a go-home show for that pay-per-view, by the way. It opens with Charlotte Flair wanting to erase her beat-the-clock loss to Nikki Cross, and they have a match. Rhea Ripley, like, interrupts with her entrance music. This is my brutality, like, right at the start. She's 10 seconds into the match. She comes down, and she sits there, and Charlotte does a fall-away slam outside, stares down Rhea Ripley, and gets counted out. Yeah, this was... Uh, <laughs> my God. This awesome. show, man. This company. Uh, a direct quote from the commentators at the start of this match. Who could have more momentum than Nikki Cross right now? Who on earth? Could... And so then I wrote in my notes, cool. Uh, so either we're going to beat Flair just before she has a title match this Sunday, or we're going to beat the person that supposedly has momentum. Great! What a great suggestion. What a great scenario we find ourselves in. And they managed to find the worst way out of that by making everyone look so terrible. I then wrote in my notes, F this show, this feud effing sucks. Because Rhea attacks uh, Flair after the match, blah, blah, blah. This sucks. And in all of that, Nikki Cross kind of no-sold this actually pretty cool-looking fall-away slam on the outside by just well, getting get up and ring, running back in the ring. Yeah. I just, terrible. Uh, after that, Jeff Hardy tried to give Nia Jax a run for her money in the... Can we, <laughs> should we have a... What, what's what's the uh, the Razzies? Yeah. Should we have a Razzies for wrestling? 
Because we've got two nominations on this episode. Oh, there's a few. I mean, wait, wait till we get to the Mandy Rose segment. Like, <laughs> Jeff Hardy, bless him. He's never been the greatest promo. But he's just standing in the back here being like, tag teams, man. I know a thing about two of being in tag teams. It's all about connections. And, and like Matt Riddle is trying his best in all of this. But God blimey, Governor, this was awful. Yeah. Randy comes over and says, uh, quite nice. Anything that Riddle and Orton are involved in was brilliant on this show. Orton goes, don't be another Orton. Just focus on being another Riddle. Whatever that is. And I just oh, it's so beautifully done. But then we get this really weird sequence of matches where Jeff Hardy faces John Morrison. Okay. John Morrison beats him clean in two minutes. Uh, misses out there on commentary, but does nothing. But Cedric Alexander comes down to watch the match very early on, just like Rhea Ripley did in the first match, which is very repetitive. Morrison actually hit the Starship pain to win, which never happens. Then Cedric cuts this promo like, you're a sore winner, Jeff, because he lost to Jeff the previous week. And out of nowhere, Jeff just goes, all right, I'll put my career on the line. So... <laughs> It's like he wants to he wants to quit. He, he wants, wants to, to be go. put out of his misery. That's why he wasn't trying in the backstage segment either. He's like, if I'm really bad at promos, maybe Vince will fire me. Okay, okay, my career's on the line. <laughs> so please. All right, but first things first, the bit that made me laugh the most about this is that Miz and Morrison had a really funny moment last week when they were wheeling Miz down the ramp and then Morrison does his pose. So then the 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 wheelchair started going forward in slow motion. So Miz can do this big comedy sell. So this week, they were both under the stage and be like, whoa, am I okay? Am I fine? And they're like, yeah, no, you're absolutely fine. So we can do our pose. And you can see Miz is trying to inch his chair forward so it'll go down the ramp and it won't. So the consummate professional that he is just like, no, Morrison, I'm still back here. And I was like, oh no, I, I missed you. Very, very good stuff. However, I didn't like Cedric's promo whatsoever, particularly because he called Jeff Hardy a sore winner after he just lost. Just lost, yeah. So he's not a winner at all. He's a loser, which then sets up Cedric Alexander versus Jeff Hardy. So either Cedric uh, cannot beat Jeff, who has already been beaten, or Jeff's going to retire. What a grand situation we find ourselves in. It's kind of, it gives away the result as well, because I'm pretty sure Jeff Hardy wasn't going to retire. And in an unannounced segment in the first hour in a match against Cedric Alexander. Uh, apparently, Ringside News is reporting that this is because of a new edict from Vince McMahon backstage that he thinks too many matches are cold and that they need more stakes. So this seems this could be the new two out of three fools thing where everything is randomly given some crazy stipulation. Not stipulation as in a ladder match or a hell in a cell, but I will put my career on the line. I will have to dress up as so-and-so if you, you know, like how we treat subscriber milestones. Um, I, this is, so yeah. A few people have said in uh, Hyper Chats and Ultra Chats and stuff that they're convinced that Vince Russo is back on the booking team. And this is the first week where I've got like, maybe he is. Because this is such a Vince Russoism of just like, and I will put my career on the line apropos of nothing. This is such a Vince Russo car crash booking mentality. Um, but in all this, Cedric lost. Yeah, because he's, he is trying his darndest to not get over. So uh, 
bless him, he's doing very well at it. I think there is some semblance of a story here because Cedric lost because he tried to hit the swan song and you know, which is Jeff's move. And Jeff moved out of the way of that, hit the twist of fate and the swan song for his own. So is the story that Cedric same is... Ma- same finish as last week. Well, of course, yeah. So I feel like the story is going to lead Cedric back to Shelton and he's going to learn from Shelton that, like, you know, you need to learn from me, sit under the Shelton learning tree and how to beat these veterans, which would totally work if Cedric hadn't beaten Shelton clean tw- mm. uh, two weeks in a row. That is where this completely yeah. falls apart. After that, we got a Drew and Bobby recap. Uh, it's actually pretty good, pretty good video promo. Then we got the Naomi Eva Marie match, which Eva Marie won all by herself. And do you want to take the Dana and Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose segment? So, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose are having photos taken, and they're, mm. they're posing and they're doing the arms thing because they're the best of friends. And they get distracted because there are two people doing wrestling training in the ring behind the camera so they walk up to it and it's natty and tamina i guess rose and brooke are heels now because they were very heelish in their promo here either way they did horrible acting they then brawled which was somehow worse this was an all-time terrible segment no one was good in any of this this is horrifically terrible i i mean i thought it was mediocre Oh, I didn't, no, I didn't hate so it as much, much as you worse. did. Oh, my God. It's the acting here. Christ <laughs> on a bike. Christmas I thought this Day. was Stanislaskian compared to freaking <laughs> Jeff Hardy and Jax. Oh, no, because they're not trying. Like, there's a difference there. They're not putting mm. any effort whatsoever. These All four of these are trying their best. And Tamina's there being like, hey, you know, if you focus a little bit harder on in-ring work than taking photos, maybe you could win a title. I'm like, dude, it took you 10 years to win a belt. You are no <laughs> one to be standing there being like, work hard and you get a belt. Awful, awful stuff. See, what that was just like normal WWE guffins to me. What came next is what's annoying <laughs> because that, then we got a Drew McIntyre promo backstage on AJ Styles, which was our main event. And, you know, Drew's a very good talker, but oh no, it looks like they have given him a new character. I thought this last week when he just randomly started talking about, was it Robert the Bruce, some Scottish king, like your annoying friend who's just started listening to a history podcast and is going to wedge that into every conversation you have with them. I've been that guy. I know what it's like. And he just like started talking about William Wallace and stuff. And yeah. then he's like Seamus. He's like Seamus from five years ago. Absolutely. And the, more than that, it was about 10 years ago at this point as well. Yeah. The, the gimmick that you're thinking of was like, oh, my cousin, whoever. And then he would end up with something up his arse. The kicker to this, the bit that made me laugh out loud, is that he tells the story of William Wallace, uh, William Wallace and then says, now, that has nothing to do with my title match this Sunday, but I like the story. Also, I'm going to beat Bobby. See you later. That's the promo. The promo was this had no point. I feel like Vince is looking at Drew and is like, why is Drew off the boil slightly? Is it because we just put him in repetitive matches for months and he lost a lot after winning loads? No, it's because he's not being Scottish enough. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's make him more Scottish. Give the guy a sword, which is awesome, and have him just just tell Scottish history stories. 
That's Matthew. not how you make someone Scottish. You make them eat kebabs and get in fights in streets. Yeah, deep fry things. Um, Matthew of Botchamania put up on Twitter the other week, the, uh, last week, that really made me laugh, which is that um, Drew is wearing kilts, he is carrying a sword, he's got bagpipes in his music, and he's now telling the history of Scotland. Ten years from now, Bruce Pritchard will do a podcast where he's like, he just didn't try hard enough to get the character over. <laughs> Thankfully, after that, we got... Would would have this would have been a great segment on any wrestling show. This has no right to be on Raw because it's too good for Raw. Too good. The New Day took on RK Bro in in just this excellent tag match. Went through two commercial breaks. It wasn't the usual WWE style of someone getting worked over, build to the hot tag. It was actually really back and forth with loads of character work in. And my God. Anytime Riddle and Woods touch each other, it is electric. They have such good in-ring chemistry. And what I liked most about this is they had a fantastic match, a pay-per-view caliber match, I would argue, or just Mm -hmm. like a really like proper good TV match. But they had enough in the back pocket to have a really good, like an even better match later on. And I I love that style of match. That's a real craftsman approach to wrestling. I loved this match so, so much. I wrote in my notes so many times, God, I wish this was on pay-per-view. Man, I wish this was on pay-per-view. But you know what? I'm wrong in all of this because the promo we got from MVP later on about pay-per-views made it so much better that this was on TV. I absolutely adored this match. I loved all four of these working together. You said it there, but Woods and Riddle are amazing together. Randy Orton, like, man alive, isn't it fun to see Randy Orton motivated again? Holy <laughs> hell, he's so, so good in all of this. And the finish of Woods doing the O'Connor roll into the RKO was oh. back and forth stuff. The um, Riddle going for the uh, German suplex off the middle rope. Wood sliding underneath, getting him into the electric chair so that um, Kofi can hit like the doomsday stomp. Dude, it was so, so great. Like The near falls in this were outstanding. I've seen many an RKO, a, a weekly RKO from out of nowhere for a long, long time. And it's, it's now just like, huh, yeah, there, there, there it is. I was expecting that. It ceases to be from out of nowhere, right? Even when they are from out of nowhere, they're just high spots. The, I I popped for this RKO more than I have done for I can't remember the last time I popped for one this much. Like it because it because it, it, it's connecting with me on a deep character level. Um, yeah, excellent match. Where do you think they go now? Because they've had the tag match now. I kind of want to see them move apart from each other for a pay per view cycle and then come back. I, I also agree. Problem there is there are no other tag teams for them to face. Yeah. Because the Viking Raiders are um they're in a, they're now involved with the tag champs. I legit forgot that they were the number one contenders, <laughs> BT dubs. Um Lucha House Party, one of them, I guess, is injured, and it's not like they're on a level where it feels like that is the next level up. Like they've already faced the top team. Elias and Jackson Riker. Oh, oh no. Oh yeah. no, they broke up too. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess well, you just face New Day again. I see that's what I don't want. Like I, I do I do want it because I, I'm enjoying it so much, but that they could pause this bit now at the exact peak of when I'm interested in. And now you would go away from this feud for a bit and come back to it one, two months down the line. That's how wrestling yeah. storytelling should be done. 
and I do um, not want them going after um, AJ and Omos because it's too soon to be putting it too soon to be putting them in a tag team title situation. You need to have them. They need another feud before they get to next. We haven't even had them pose together, even after this mm-hmm. match that they had where they won as a team and a unit. Randy Orton still will not pose with Matt Riddle. New day turn heel. You know it's going to happen. Side with MVP. They win the belts from AJ Styles and the Moss. And then RK Bro, heel New Day for the belts at SummerSlam. That I like. That I like. Less so in, in New Day turning heel, but you know, we'll happening. get to that. It's going to happen. Uh, Rhea Ripley had an interview on her upcoming match with Asuka. She is incredibly unlikable and wooden. Not her fault. The way she's being produced, we know she can be much better. And Rhea and Asuka... Just just to clarify as well, is she a heel? Um, I've got no idea. She she might be one of the worst baby faces they've ever had. Because she's awful in this... (sighs) Like Sean on Fightful said, she is basically a living embodiment of the troll meme. Like that is what her gimmick is at the mm. moment. And she is so unlikable on the main roster. Horrible in this role. This promo was just the worst. Yes, I agree. Uh, and the, But then she had a really good, a decent match with Asuka. I, I shouldn't say really good. It wasn't really, really good. Uh, it was nowhere near the level of the tag match we'd just seen. But it was, like, good. And it got time. Yeah. And, I, you know, yeah. I'd much rather this sort of stuff than the bloody beat-the-clock challenges and screw finishes. This had a clean finish. The champion won- went over clean. There was no interference yeah. from Charlotte. Yes, I like that. Problem, I've seen it so many times, I couldn't care. That's what I wrote in my notes here. It's like, either we're going to have Asuka go 0-4 against Rhea Ripley since WrestleMania, or we're going to beat Rhea going into a title match the, uh, this Sunday. What a grand situation we find <laughs> ourselves in. A lot of this show was filled with that. And I was just... We're I getting a thrilled. lot of Thunderdome thumbs yeah. up, aren't we, in this episode? At, at least this had a clean finish. Because, like, I mean, we're beating Asuka again. Because I in a division that desperately needs new challenges, so that's a shame. But like, I I've seen these two have a match so many times since WrestleMania that I don't need to see it again for quite some time. And poor old Asuka, poor old Asuka. Uh, Charlotte attacked Rhea as soon as the match was over. She was dressed in this kind of like it looks like she was this art house version. Like, have you ever been to any pretentious theatre? Like I have not been art house theatre, and or, or like a dance I'm, I'm, troupe. I'm one. Of, I'm a working man. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, my lady partner is into all the sort of postmodern dance stuff, and occasionally, I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go, and th- this is the, like what she was wearing L- looked like the sort of thing where someone go, "I'm a flame now." <laughs> I'm a candle. Hear yeah. the story of a candle melting down to the wick. God, punch the background. Um, but she, this was that. This was actually a decent pull apart brawl, I thought. And Charlotte got her nose busted open, legit, most likely, which gave it a bit of Becky. Nowhere near as cool as the Becky Lynch stuff, but it did did have those those vibes. This is this is too little, too late though, because yeah. the build to this feud has been the pair of them looking <laughs> like absolute dorks against Nikki Cross. And then Charlotte on this show looked like a dork against Nikki Cross. 
And then like, and so none of this has absolutely worked. So then all of a sudden doing this vicious pull apart brawl, I'm just going like, are you just both dorks? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I I like the the flame looks cool. And and the, there's loads of people there, but means nothing. Means nothing. Uh, Bobby Lashley gives a spoiler for Braveheart. Uh, then we get Bliss. Then we get Bliss versus Nia Jax, and Bliss gets a lot of the match. I'd say Jax again just looks like she doesn't care. No, like you, not you take this. you take the Jax from the last year, and she, you know, she she really gives it her all as like yuck yuck. I'm a heel. And she, you know, like, oh, my hole, you know, that sort of stuff. She really puts herself out there to sort of be made a mockery of as this, I don't know, what it's not a cowardly heel, but it's a bit of a doofus heel character. I think she's very good at it. All of that was gone. She was just robotic, wooden, I am doing the move. Bliss uh, is going to beat her. She gets her pinned, hit the twisted Bliss, but Reginald pulls her off, causing the DQ. Yeah, I wrote my notes here. Reginald courses a DQ because he's a twat. And (laughs) why didn't you just beat Nia Jax? Like Nia Jax was acting like she was about to be beaten anyway. Like she put all the effort in here, like someone who knew she was losing. So like, it just, it makes no sense to not just pin Jax here and give Bliss a big win because this, so she's got a match with Shayna this week. Shayna hasn't won a match since early, uh, April, I think, was the last, like, basically mm. since she was a tag champ. She hasn't won a single... The last match she had, she lost against Smegin Reginald. So, what we need is at least someone going into this match with some feckin' momentum, and now we've got a match where, like, fe- like neither of them are going in there with any feckin' momentum because neither of them are bloody winning. So, it's a matchup between two losers. It's hard to care. Don't try and get round the swear jar <laughs> with a different letter in place for the U. Uh, but I do. Hey, Seamus got away with it. Seamus got away with it on TV <laughs> for so long. Yeah, gobshites. <laughs> then and then. So after mm. the, after this, Alexa gets in the ring, right? Well, sorry, Alexa's in the ring, and Reginald breaks up it because he's a div, and then she stares at him. I went back and I timed it. It was was fifty two seconds of Alexa really? Bliss staring at Reginald because she was hit because she was taking over him and she is possessing him presumably for something that's going to happen this Sunday. 52 Mm. seconds, there were 31 camera cuts. Oh my God, really? 31 camera cuts in 52 (laughs) seconds. That is abhorrent. Death by a thousand cuts, they say. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Uh, But we did get a good thing after that. MVP went to talk to the New Day after their loss earlier. And cut it like not wasn't a, it's not like a fire promo. He has just been very good at manipulating Kofi, saying, "Oh, yeah, you just you've lost again. You're sort of wasting yourself in a tag team, man." And Kofi again just like hits back with this excellent babyface fire promo. I, I I hope this is building to something big because I'm I'm very very invested in it. Yeah, same here. I'm really really digging this. MVP just saying, "He's like, look." Kofi Mania is dead. Like we're all we're all okay with that now. It's dead. That's your fault because you didn't try hard enough. But it's okay. We've all moved past that. Now you're just wasting your time in tag teams. Kofi's like, dude, I've already told you. Move on. The reason why I'm here now is I'm successful because I've been with my friends and my brothers. And MVP just like looks at him. He's like, you know what? Okay, fine. I will leave. Good luck this coming Sunday at Hell in the Cell. Oh, 
no, wait, that's right. You don't have a match this Sunday at the pay-per-view. Just think about that. And he just walks off. Mm. An excellent, excellent line to end that off. Uh, after that, we got Elias versus Jackson Riker. The exact same stuff happened, like down to the finish, which was just a count-out loss for Elias. So you ready for round two? <laughs> oh, no. Right, let me move my mic out of the way. It's time for the staring contest, I'm guessing. You ready? I think so. You ready? I'm very, I'm very bad at this. Okay. I think I'm getting a good technique down. You've got to pump it. You've got to pump the eyes. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Oh, man. Oh, my God. That's so hard. I feel like Dewdrop right now, and you're Naomi. Oh, no, I don't like that at all. Yeah, you're rubbish at it. I'm awful. Well, I'm, I've been very, I'm the Grand very Slam. Bad. I'm the Grand Champion. Grand Jam Champion. None of that. <laughs> uh, and the main event was Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles, Bobby Lashley, and his sexy sisters. Oh, yeah. But, but was it, though? Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> the pre, yeah. The co-main event... Uh, was that and we have Bobby and his sexy sisters and MVP on the casting couch at the top of the stage. Drew and AJ had a decent, you know, they're very good. Uh, they're, I, I wish we saw a proper singles match for, from them. We it was TLC back in December, but a Moss got involved. Bobby came down, the Viking Raiders came down because they're feuding over the tag belts and holla holla six man tag players. Which, for, for realism points, Bobby was actually not there for the restart because he had to go back and change out of his suit. I appreciate but that. But that then meant the baby faces had the advantage and the heels were at a, a yep. three-on-two disadvantage. Yep, and this right. company is just like, that's okay, because for real, because we need to have Bobby <laughs> go back and put his slacks on. Why not just announce a six-man tag? If you're going to have a six-man tag, <laughs> just announce it as a six-man tag. Just build yeah. it as a six-man tag throughout the show rather than waste our time for a singles match with a crap DQ finish to then have the six. Just have the six-man tag. Because then you also don't have your baby faces beating up heels when they have the advantage and looking like dicks for doing it. Mm -hmm. It was a fun match, though. I thought, you know, yeah, six-man tags are always very spot-filled. Amos got a bunch of good spots near the end, chucking the Viking Raiders around. But then he gets back on the apron, and there was this weird bit where AJ went to tag in Amos, but stumbled and tagged in Lashley. And that, for some reason, resulted in Lashley getting claymored, and Lashley ah. took the pin. You see, what happened is Lashley was prepared for AJ to tag in Amos. So when Lashley was the one who got tagged in, he was massively confused by the situation. So he had to turn around and say to AJ, what are you doing? You're meant to tag in that guy. You've tagged me instead, you big oaf. Now I'm going to have to wrestle. Oh, no, I've been claymored in the face and pinned because... Once you're a champion, you can just get pinned out the wazoo because it doesn't matter. You've got a Bobby belt. doesn't. I well, well, he might as well now. He's got a championship belt. You may as well just start pinning him. That's what this company does. So I hated this so much. 
hated this. And we were set up for a match which either Drew was going to beat one half of your tag team champions or he was going to lose before he went into a title match. Or Thanks. we now had a six. We're in a six-man tag where either, cold match, you were gonna, where either you were going to pin your WWE champion, pin your tag team champions, or you were going to pin your challengers. N what a grand situation we find ourselves in. This all sucked a massive one. This was an awful, awful end to the show in a fun match. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Really enjoyed the action. <laughs> I, d I just don't get I don't get the thought process behind tag made. Step through the ropes, through the second rope, get into the ring. And then when you're in the ring, turn round and say, oh, why did you tag me? Because Hang on, why did I get, why I, am I here? You know, I'm not a wrestler, but I, I think like if I was in that situation, I would remain on the apron hmm. and, and ask the question on the apron before getting in. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, no. I, I, that is, I presume, is what I would do as well, yeah. as opposed to stepping through the ropes and being like, hang on a tick. Why did I step through the ropes? You were meant to tag the other guy. What a dumb ending. And it made Bobby, mm. Bobby, who is so well protected, made him look like the biggest oaf. Oh, man, this is a terrible, terrible ending to this show. Did you, but what, what, what did you dislike more, this ending or last week's ending? Because last this week's ending, ending was... This ending. You disliked this, this week's this ending, ending more. This week's ending was so what much we worse. famously called so probably much. one of the worst endings of Raw ever. So much worse. At least, and I said this last week, that was consistent with their characters. This match, it, this Bobby, that is... Yeah, yeah, Shayna's character. She didn't believe the doll was real. And then it turns out the doll was real. That was her character. And, and Alexa is spooky dookie, so she was spooky dookie, and as was um, uh, Lily. Here, this was not the Bobby Lashley has been, has been WWE champion. This is not the almighty that steps in and goes like, Adoy! And then turns <laughs> around and gets Claymore. That's not the Bobby Lashley we've had. This made him look terrible. I gave it three out of five this show. <laughs> because I, I, I don't know what else to do. Yeah. I don't like giving stuff ones and zeros. And I really enjoyed the tag match. Yeah, yeah, two out of five. I really enjoyed the tag match, really enjoyed the Eva Marie stuff. Uh, two out of five show, I guess. Um, we're at a step, though. 49%, uh, one out of five. Oh. 25%. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is now just trolling votes to say it's rawful. Um, two out of five, got 25% of the votes. One. Three out of five is 21%, and then 5% between five out of five and four out of five. Um, yeah, I don't think it was a rawful show. It's better than some of the previous weeks, but it's still a bad show. Yeah, yeah, let's not forget that. It's still a bad show. But this show is a great show, and you can get... <gasps> even more of it if you become a member of the WrestleTalk podcast YouTube channel. Uh, of course, we make these podcasts. We put them out in audio form, wherever you get your podcasts from. And those have exclusive intros and outros of just me and Luke shooting the breeze, talking about what we did at the weekend. Now, you can get for the first time ever video versions of those intros and outros on this channel if you become a member. Yeah, it's really good fun. It's basically just me and Ollie, just, as he just said, 
just chatting. Like we, we answer uh, emails, we read um, podcast feedback, and it is just us having a little chat and it's a grand old time. The video version of that, become a member. Um, and yeah, you can get access to all of that. Uh, as a quick update on the subscribers, please do subscribe if you haven't already. We are at uh, 130 people off um, uh, getting to 48,000. I don't think we're gonna get there today, but hey, you may as well subscribe and help us get there. Incremental. If you want the staring contest to continue, you need you need to subscribe. We're not doing it again if we don't get those subscriptions. But thank you very much to our wonderful $25 a month or more pledge hammers on Patreon. Andrew, the last airbender, Michael Cliano. Intense, Frank Campos. LL Cool J Paws. The man who wears the gold, the man recognized by SWAF Nation International as the 24-7 champion, our legend. Dot, 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 dive, Dylan Cachetta. Golden, Nick Holden. The Incredible Tarzo. Jeremy Spokin, Jeremy Smith. Pick him up, Loot Sponge. The Notorious Ali Atta. Michael Mark for Life Plowman. And lastly, for this Hall of Fame class on the 15th of June 2021, My Immortal is my favorite song, Mashy. Thank you very much, everybody. Go over to Patreon as well, WrestleTalk Patreon page to become a pledge hammer there, get loads of exclusive stuff. But your Ultra Chats, Sarah Sullivan. I miss your AEW shows, so I started watching Raw. Oh, no, Sarah. No. Uh, oh, I don't mean no. to be a downer, but holy S, is this a childish show? Evan, Eva's mate jumping up and down like a clown. Flair getting counted out. Naya's boyfriend getting possessed was goofy AF. Bobby is cool as all hell, though. Uh, so sorry, Did you Sarah. tag me? <laughs> a toy? Did, did you tag me? Uh, Josh Davies, just had a thought while at work. Please allow me to fantasy book. What if we get Kofi versus Bobby due to this MVP story, and instead of Kofi turning heel, Woods turns heel. Join an MVP wanting to become a singles champion himself. Just a thought. I'm I'm not into a Woods heel run, unless no, it's with not. Kofi. Yeah. Michael Dominguez, work's busy. Haven't watched since mid-March, but caught last 30 minutes. Bobby has hose. No. No, he MVP doesn't. He said they're not hoes. They're his sisters. They're just, yeah, his sisters. Is he a pimp? Joe Phillips, noob. Drew Bobby still. Styles headlining, not in mid-card. War Raiders look strong. That's not their name. Raw was great. Can't wait to see about Ricochet, Black, and Andrade. Rico Black, Andrade? Not sure on that one. Unless, of course, Silent suspect. It might mean Rico, the stylist for Billy and Chuck, as opposed to Ricochet. Silent Suspect, 0-0. Just imagine if when Walter turned up on Raw a few years back to face Rollins and the commentary team were all like, who's this guy? It would uh, make SMB. sense. It, it would make sense if Walter was playing a new character. It would have made sense as him as the NXT UK champion, which is why they didn't do that. SMB. How can a company book so many people wrong? How can they push Eva Marie and realize Black... 
uh, release black, I think that means. How can they push this Alexa gimmick over Bray? How and why have they kept Drew in the title scene for so long? Surely they do, they know the fans are going to reject him. I think these are all rhetorical questions. LJ Mickey, I watched some like it hot, like Luke suggested. It was a good film. The whole 1930s French cinema that Ollie has expertise seems a bit too much. <laughs> Anyway, if John Cena should have one last match in Raw, not SmackDown, so not Roman feud, who should it be? Bobby Lashley. You think? That's the biggest match possible. It's against the WWE champion. Oh, Cena. One more. Randy Orton, of course. The intangible one, Ryan B. Bad. The fact that they pretended not to know who Piper was is an insult considering they knew who Dun and Walter were from NXT UK. Also, Piper dressed as Bertha Faye gives me little hope that they give her character any respect. Devante Lee. With all the crap acting and people not trying, we need to get the zero Fs counter back for Raw since Brian has gone. I would, but I can't shout that loud in my in my flat. Needs optimum shouting. SMB, I don't think matches need more stakes. I just think matches need to be more interesting, LOL. I've always wondered why in WWE do the opponents not talk to each other during the match, daring each other to fight, harder taunting uh, each each other like in anime fights. So sometimes they do. Kevin Owens is a, a famous trash yeah. talker in matches. Uh, SMB again. Do you reckon Viper's new name is Eva Marie and that's how they're going to book this? On a technicality. If it is, it is awful. They will already kill Viper as a character and all momentum. Rhea is unbearable at the moment. A mass boycott needs to happen to WWE. It's no fun. Just to, as a counterpoint to that, and I feel like I am the Pritchard in this uh, Eva Marie Viper situation, but what momentum did Viper have? Honestly, what momentum was she riding on the way to the main roster? Talese P. Charlotte and Rhea both had on exclusive Scarlet skins from Mortal Kombat 11 for some reason. Blood Pixie and Mosquito. Matthew McFadden. The name Dewdrop sounds like a damn Pokemon name. And not even a cool or legendary one like Mewtwo and Dragonite. Yeah, because Mewtwo sounds like such a <laughs> cool name. That's a cool name. <laughs> but instead, some rubbish water type you find all the time on the second route. Loving the Scottish representation on the show, though. Uh, Meow Laos, Lass. I know Raw has its own rating, but not being as bad as WCW 2000 does not make it three out of five. Compared to a couple of years ago, Raw has been one out of five for a long time now. Thank you for watching it so we don't have to. Did people get mad at you? Systems in flux. Did people get mad at you for giving it three out of five? I don't care. Uh, Peter Mullins. I don't reckon those 31 camera cuts were deliberate. Has anyone checked if Kevin Dunn hasn't slumped over on the next input button on the desk? Not many people get through a whole show conscious these days. He was probably re-watching the Eva Marie segment again, and that's what was getting him distracted. <laughs> exactly. I'm pressing Knock, a button. Knocking into the button. <laughs> Will Brennan. My dream booking for this Kofi stuff leads to Kofi joining the Hurt business only to eventually turn, like Brian did on the Wyatt family, and maybe even have Kofi beat Bobby for the title. I feel that would be a fun babyface move for him. Oh, definitely would. Yeah. Uh, Bishop Badass, do you think this show would be better uh, if the guys from NXT ran this, or is the product just that bad? By the way, you guys need baby merch. Lol, keep up the great work, guys. Stay strong. Jam that jam. Baby Oliver Lucas. <laughs> I told my I told my uh, partner that someone had named a baby after me and Luke, and he went, Oliver Luke. And he went, no, no. <laughs> it's, not. it's Lucas. Uh, smart, I... smart choice. 
I, I don't know. I, I, it's the same people running NXT. I, I'm long past the idea that there's going to be this mass change when Triple H takes control, which I don't think he ever fully will. No, I mean, what you've got to remember, Bishop Badass, is that it's your fault that the product is bad <laughs> because you just don't enjoy it enough and you uh, read too much of the dirt sheets. That, and like, it's really, it's your fault that you're not enjoying this show. Just watch it. Just watch it and enjoy the ride. F that interview that he gave. Peter Mullins, um, I don't want to talk about Raw. Um, you can't make me. My mates and I have got a side bet on what the tonally discrepant sponsor of Helena Cell will be this year, <laughs> which will wreck the show as Cold yells every five minutes. One year, it was Skittles. Thoughts jam that jam. It's a WWE game. It's there. They've got like a new mobile game, and that's what their um, oh, sponsor is this year, which isn't as good. That's unfortunate. Uh, Twisted Vincent. Well, WWE has successfully changed Rhea Ripley from a beautiful badass babyface champion to a whiny Aussie goth robot with go-away <laughs> heat. For me, anyway. They should be proud. Uh, Dean Barrett Goth robot. I like that. Dean Barrett and Jeff has been in... That sounds like a Stephen King book. Dean Barrett and Jeff has been in WWE on and off for about 20 years. They must know his strengths, right? Bloke can't cut promos, but is good at jumping off high things and ladders. Uh, Amrode, you guys think that Randy Orton would have made the difference for AEW if he signed with them in 2019 or whenever it was? I'd say no, as I think he's pretty much equal to Chris Jericho in popularity. Maybe a little bit more, but he's definitely no John Cena. Yeah, I don't think he would have been a big needle mover in terms of ratings. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, and I, I don't think he would have been that good in that company. You know, he would have been more motivated, but I think he's he's better being motivated in wwe indeed um sorry i felt distracted in this because charles burke has sent in poor review oh. number eight desmond is an angelic king charles cavalier <laughs> spaniel as uh, the picture disclaimer if anyone in the chat <laughs> dies from cuteness overload i'm not liable he likes to cuddle the big dog so he can feel brave 10 out of 10 nicknames des space des pupsito des troyer jam that jam those are good names they're always when are you gonna rate one Three out of five, Charles. Where's the <laughs> consistency of the reigning scale? Um, also, just because I accidentally nearly loaded this photo in, so I may as well. Would you like to see a photo of me from 2005 when I presented student radio at my university? Look at that guy. Oh. <laughs> Look at that guy right there. Look at that 2005 wearing a We Play t-shirt. Look wow. at that little crappy monitor I've got there. Look at the awful yellowness of that keyboard oh dear that's that's a flat screen monitor though that's advanced <laughs> for 2005 um don jacket said hey luke and ollie much love for wrestle talk jam that jam and last minute uh from dean barrett and just wanted to apologize for this episode of raw triple h told me it was my fault i've been busy at work and the football's been on dean, dean? man dean it's God your, damn it, Dean. It's your fault. And I, do you know how I know it's your fault? Not only because Triple H said that in an interview, but because I had a load of people tell me on Friday's show that he was right, and loads of idiots on Twitter telling me that he was right as well. Yeah, Dean. Nice one. How was your weekend? Uh, I, I went to my friends for an outdoor barbecue. Uh, sneezed the entire time. Took me two and a half hours to get there too, because he lives just in the wrong part of London, which means I have to go all the way into London and all the way out. 
yeah, yeah. Um, it's like going to my old house. Mm-hmm. And I was so, my hay fever was so bad. I had to, I missed my train, uh, a connecting train, because I had to get off the tube at one point. And my tube had become a sort of muzzle for phlegm. Mm. And people, other people don't know I've just got bad hay fever. I'm, I'm doing the lat flow tests at home. I'm part of the national study. It's all telling me you don't have COVID. But I, I damn sure look like I've got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I went there, had a nice time. But then uh, I was meant to go watch the footy on Sunday. But I could not leave the house. I had to close all the windows, close all the blinds, and slowly roast in my pants while sneezing. Oh, mate, that seems rough going. Mm-hmm. Read a lot of comics, though. What about you? Uh, I uh, went to the beach on Saturday. Me and my lady went down to Hastings, and we had a day on the beach with my sister-in-law, so that was lovely. Um, I didn't catch the sun too badly either. Oh, Mickey was working. He was there for a little oh. bit, but he was like, he was working during the day, so he could only join us for Mickey. a couple of hours or so. However, dude, I've arranged. I'm watching the football with Mickey on Friday. And Hello, England versus fun, Scotland. England versus Scotland. And like, we might go to the pub. We may just watch it here. But either way, me and Mickey are going to watch the football together on Friday with my father-in-law. And we're very excited about it. That is uh, that's, that's a big gang of lads. Oh, I know. Well, if, if you're a wrestling faction, what would your name be? <laughs> okay, well, you, I mean, you've got... I mean, I definitely... No, I think my father-in-law is definitely the brain... I mean, he's the veteran, the crafty veteran mm. of the group, which I think... He could be a manager even, of your tag well, team. What, sort of AOP Paul Ellering. He's the Tully of this group, which right. I think makes me the MJF. And I think... So who Bold. would Mickey be? In Not going to go for FDR? Uh, no, because I think they're too clinical. I think mm. you need to be like, uh, and I, I, yes, I don't, I don't see myself as being as cool as FTR, but I think I'm as as much of a mastermind <laughs> and eloquent as an MJF. So I think Mickey would probably be the Sean Spears of the group, cold and calculating. I hope this gets clipped out and some way <laughs> finds its way to MJF. <laughs> <laughs> He won't remember this, but he did once have a go at me on a podcast um, because I said that I didn't predict him to win the Casino Battle Royale. And he said, good job. No one cares what your opinion is, Luke. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then on the Sunday, I went to a one-year-old's birthday party, which means that I did miss the football on the, on the Sunday. And because it was a one-year-old's birthday party, there weren't a lot of football updates. Also, one of the guys that was there was watching it on like tape delay. So he uh, he didn't want any no spoilers. Exactly, yeah. It's like he yeah. was literally like I w- I wanted someone to be John Motson to be like if you don't want to know the score, look away now, so we could put the score on screen and stuff. Um. So yeah, so I didn't actually get to see the football <coughs> on the Sunday. Um. But I heard that it was okay. So I w- I was watching it while I was cleaning the bathroom. Uh. It was it was a it was a rough Sunday, Luke, <laughs> and. I, you know, I haven't watched football, haven't watched football for a long, long time. Uh, I watched it a lot as a teenager, but I just fell out of it. I got into much cooler things like wrestling. And I was stunned how much the same bit of analysis is repeated in the halftime show. Oh, yeah. They, they zero in on one hot take and everyone says that same hot take. 
they throw to a different team who say the same thing, then back to Gary Lineker, who reintroduces everything. I think for the benefit of people who are just tuning in, and they he also says England started off really well in attacking, but then Croatia figured them out. Yeah. Oh, it is That's all they said couple, for 15 I minutes. Watched, I watched so much football analysis yesterday. Basically, because like so if you didn't I, I posted this one on Twitter last Friday, just before the Euros kicked off. I'm not interested in league football. Doesn't interest me. It's just billionaires making other billionaires rich. Zero interest whatsoever. They have Huzzah. no they have no interest in what the fans actually want. They just pretend that they do, and fans pretend that their clubs do care. It's a horrible, vicious cycle of abuse. However, international football. Alan Shearer was on BBC News and he was talking about Euro 96, greatest summer of my life. And I was like, football's coming home, mate. Put on fat layers, Vindaloo, Vindaloo, na na. And I'm massively into, into football again. All it takes was, is just for Alan That was a Alan quarter of a century. I though. know. Alan Shearer, all it takes is for Alan Shearer to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, football. Like, And I'm like, oh, brilliant. Yeah, you're right. Football, it is coming home. Absolutely, Alan. So I um, I found myself getting into So I watched two games yesterday. I watched the Scotland wow. game on my day off, and I watched the one that came after it that I've actually forgotten. Slovakia versus Poland, I think it was. But I was only half when I was editing. But um, yeah, and I was watching just a lot of football analysis, and it really is just lots of people saying the same thing over and over again. Much like wrestling media. Oh yeah, oh pretty much. Like if you've heard, if you've already listened to Fightful's review, then you probably don't need to listen to our review because we're basically just going to say what him and Denise said, and and like Stephen Larson are going to be doing their podcast after us. They're probably going to say the same things that we are as well. There's only a handful of uh, thoughts on things. I can tell you a, uh, a listener email we've had in, though. Because Ooh. we haven't dived into the listener mailbag for a little while. So I wanted to read this one out. This is uh, from Christian. He says, hello, Rest Talk team. A few weeks ago, I lost my cat, Rupert, and I've had a really <gasps> tough time about it. Every week, I try to watch at least one of the live Wrestle Talk shows on YouTube and the rest via the podcast. The one show I would watch on YouTube, Rupert would always come with me. But now um... my other cat... But now my other cat, Hobbs, a.k.a. Adam Kitty, baby, sits next to my laptop <laughs> and will watch the full show. I think he knows that I miss Rupert and watches it with me to cheer me up. WrestleTalk means the work uh, well to me and will always make me think of the good times I had watching with Rupert. So thank you. Continue to jam that jam. I'm just going to share my screen here so you can Oh, see. no, you, you can't show me. You know cats get me. Oh, oh, it's a little ginger puss puss. Yeah. You can see his little white little puss puss socks. Oh, sorry, what was that person's name? It was Christian. Oh, I'm so sorry, Christian, about uh, your cat loss. But yeah, at least you've got uh, Hobbs, who I hope is named after The Rock's character in Fast and Furious. Will Hobbs. Don't do this to me, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> um, Luke Hobbs. Oh, man, I just forgot something else. Meant, oh yeah, I watched my neighbor Totoro the other day, and I and I thought of you the entire time while I was for the watching first it. time. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I've never seen it before. Totoro, 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 Totoro. That's my thing. Then you tried <laughs> to steal it. What's uh? What did you think? That's all right. Yeah, it's good. Ah, oh, you son of a bitch. I think <laughs> I think I would enjoy it more if I was a child. But yeah, it's, it's <gasps> lovely. The animation. I watched the animation's... it for the first time as an adult. <laughs> the animation's gorgeous. Animation's mm. really, really gorgeous. Um, I also, I did watch a dubbed version because my wife doesn't do subtitles well. 
Um, and I wonder if that had a bit of an impact on it. But yeah, no, it's good stuff, man. Um, I wanted to watch Kiki's Delivery Service, but uh, my wife wanted to watch a sh- uh, one that was shorter. And then she fell asleep 10 minutes in. Oh, what's the point? Um, <laughs> hot take. I, I prefer all the dubbed versions because I think really? they've got really good. Yeah, I think they've got really good American voice casts. There you go. Well, I mean, I'm going to try and watch some more of them because I'm, oh no, I've got the day off tomorrow, have I now? You're forcing me to work. Um, <laughs> you've, got a, you've got a show to make. I know, but you've had to take me off a different show on Thursday and said, anywho. <sighs> um, yeah, so I mean, we've got a packed old week here on the Wrestle Talk podcast because um, tomorrow it is the NXT review with the Intangibles. On Thursday, it is Hell in a Cell Predictions. Ollie Davis will be mediating the uh, war between Los Intangibles versus Laurie Blake in Hell in a Cell predictions over the Jam That Championship. On Friday, it'll be myself and Denise Salcedo going through the biggest WrestleTalk news and your Patreon mailbag questions. On Saturday, it will be the Intangibles reviewing SmackDown. Then on Sunday, on the WrestleTalk YouTube channel, live reactions to Hell in a Cell. And on Monday, me and Laurie Blake who could still be your gem that champion will be reviewing hell in a cell live and obviously it'll be available on all of the podcast networks and all that sort of jazz thank you all so much for listening please do get in your reviews uh, like best content ever says gareth these guys delivered the most consistently consistent content and the sharing uh, the staring contest on the podcast Mwah, chef's kiss absolutely everyone needs to subscribe now i also like this one from barnacle length who says i don't even like wrestling but i do like these ballets Thank you all so much for listening. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. These bell ends. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.